Shad Gaspard passes away at the young age of 39. Hear how he was a hero right until the very end. It's Double or Nothing Weekend. Who do we think will steal the show? And is Brandon even going to watch? <laughs> it's been 21 years since the tragic death of Owen Hart. What did we think of the new details that have emerged from his episode of Dark Side of the Ring? An injured WWE superstar says their career may be over. Who is it? And why is it heartbreaking if true? All this and more on the Kenny For Your Thoughts podcast. Kenny, it's Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. This is the biggest accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I speak to you for Christ's sake. Brandon, um, so I was on Tinder last night and I, I, I matched with you. It's kind of weird, which is kind of weird because I only have it set to match with girls. So what are you doing right now on Tinder? Look, I'm gender fluid on Tinder. I, I just, I just opened it up. The board, yeah, you get more matches that way. You just throw it out there. You start swiping. I mean, if if you see your friend on uh, on one of the dating apps, you have to swipe. Right, right. That's a that's a general know? rule, right? If you know somebody yeah, on the dating the app, you're just like, uh, just let me yeah, just play right with them. Yeah, you're just messing around, right? It's not like a serious thing all that time. But if something you know might happen, you know it might happen. But it's not a big deal. You know, it was super dirty. It's two people uh, that I worked with actually. Uh, they, they just left the, the you know the the job, but uh, they popped up. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, uh, so two people uh, at your job, yeah. you swiped right on them, and you just yeah. and, and they quit, and they, they quit <laughs> because they felt so uncomfortable. My right. voice is Not cracking. I'm so. I, I I can't believe that you made two people quit. Listen to what Brandon just said. Two people, well, they don't work there anymore. Of course not, because they asked to be transferred after Brandon swiped right on them on Tinder. Not not only did they quit, they didn't even give the the friendly swipe back. You know, like oh ha ha, I didn't know you're on here. No, none of that. They just they blew me out. It's terrible. They probably swiped left. <laughs> The the, the chat's basically the, the chat's saying that that everyone swiped left on you. By the way, so oh, just man. a heads up. It was awful. <laughs> I can't believe it. Look, if you see your friend on an app, you gotta swipe right. It's the rules, all right? Right. So wrestling in the dark has it right. Brandon clearly trying to be a catfish here. Yes, Brandon's trying to reel them in. Doesn't matter who they are, and then he's gonna give them his cash app and hope they give him a couple bucks. <laughs> Speaking of cash apps with a couple bucks, one of the biggest news come out this week ladies and gentlemen lexi pantera is on Only i knew Fans. it i knew lexi. it it was oh my boy. fault let me explain last night Don't we were watching aew dynamite no no shut the hell up we were watching <laughs> aew dynamite trying to get my mind off of things because obviously this was kind of a rough week in the week of wrestling and, and just, just in general as a father uh but yeah, so we're watching, and I tell Brandon that his uh, his beloved Lexi Pantera, who five years ago he used to watch twerk videos of her, <laughs> is for context. I t I tell him I'm like, yeah, she's, she's got like a dancer, virgin virgin Lexi uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> Brandon's attention span was gone. <laughs> Brandon Brandon could not focus for the rest of the night. It was it was baffling. I mean, there, I mean, tell them about uh, you know, the mystery man when. When I, when I made a joke and you just were not paying attention whatsoever. Yeah, I, I mean, I was correct, but yeah, I didn't. I was correct for the wrong reason. I didn't know what I was correct about. I literally, yes. I look at him and, yeah. and we were talking about the casino, the casino yeah. ladder match, and there was a mystery entrant. So I look at Brandon. I'm like, man, it's gonna be Shinsuke Nakamura. And so I thought Brandon's paying attention because Brandon goes, looks at me, goes, wait, Shinsuke is still WWE, right? Yeah. And I said, yeah. And then and then he's like, okay. And then he looks at me. And then he goes. Wait, why'd you mention Shinsuke Nakamura? And I was like, because of the casino ladder match. Now, for context, I want you to understand why this was so confusing to me. Because literally, Bran is just staring at the TV, just like staring off. And, and like, so it looked like he was really enthralled. But what, what had happened was his brain receptors had completely left. Eyesight had completely left, have left him. High wrestling in the dark, by the way. 
<laughs> Horrible transition, by the way. I just realized that. <laughs> Brandon's brain was up there, said completely left him. And all he was thinking about was Virgin Lexley's OnlyFans. I was thinking you've about, subscribed, yeah. You've subscribed last night, didn't you? I'm, I'm subbing, you know. I'm going to be a proud sub. Everyone here should subscribe, really. I mean, if you like the show, I think you'll definitely enjoy Lexi Pentair's work. If you like our podcast, you think they're going to yeah. want to subscribe to this uh, OnlyFans. Why not? Horrible. I'm endorsing it. It gets my full endorsement. <laughs> of course, but it has nothing to do with professional wrestling. Oh, sweet Jesus. Right. But guys, before we get too far, I want y'all in the chat because I see a lively bunch of people today. Everybody's here with their energy, brother. They're feeding me their energy. All the Kenny Maniacs here on the Kenny Fair Talk podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When's the last time I did a Hogan impression? Uh, so all of you in the chat and you watching it back right now, please go ahead and hit that like button, that subscribe button. And let us know you like this episode. And we, we do have a comment uh, in, re in relation to Shad Gaspard. Uh, mm. So we, we will get a little somber here. Yeah. I'm trying to keep the mood uh, a little bit light, but uh, it's actually been a rough week. I actually uh, considered uh, skipping this episode, not going to lie. I'm sure you can tell my energy is a little, as much as I'm trying, it's a little different today. Um, it also doesn't help that I have a ring light right here. So you can see the, the huge light. But it's just, I don't know how you do it, Brandon. No, no wonder you get distracted on these episodes. I feel, I feel like Lexi light. Pantera is like twerking right in my face. Like, I just can't, you know, can't pay attention. I want to get one of those little desktop dancer things, like the dances down the corner on the, on the taskbar. So Wrestling in the Dark, by the way, is my favorite person ever because he said, I job to blindness, I admit it. <laughs> Dude, I got, I got, you're invited to my house, bro. You, you yes. can come over and watch Double or Nothing with us because God knows Brandon's not coming over to watch Double or Nothing. He's going to do what he did last time, which is come over at midnight after I've purchased the pay-per-view for $50. He's like, all right, sit down, fall asleep. I, I wish I'd recorded my impression of you last night, by the way. Or myself doing an impression of you, yeah. I should say. Because I was like, Brandon's going to be like, and I'm, I'm like, Brandon, wake up, bro. And you're like, yeah, man. What, what, what? <laughs> Brandon, what happened in the pay-per-view? Man, what didn't happen, man? Greatest pay-per-view in the history of wrestling, man. Six stars. Six stars. <laughs> That's literally going to be Brandon. Brandon was laughing hysterically because it was that laugh to be like, well, damn, he's got me figured out. <laughs> like, there's nothing he can say. Hollis is coming over, what? too. Hollis, you're coming over. Hollis is coming. Nice. Somebody, I don't up. care who it is, Hollis, Wrestling in the Dark, damn it, someone's got to cook us buffalo chicken dip. It's oh, yes. one request from whoever comes over. And also, speaking of, of guests, uh, you in the chat, you regulars, I am looking for somebody to help us. Uh, what I want to mm -hmm. start doing is I want to do little uh, comments where, you know, we have timestamps. Uh, for our topics. So obviously if we're discussing Shad Gaspard like we're oh, about to yeah, yeah. if someone could just kind of DM me or something with uh, with some timestamps and I'm looking for somebody to do that for every episode help people out you know if they want to just skip to a certain topic because God knows they don't want to hear Brandon talk about OnlyFans. Yeah. That is well, not you know, the topic they want to hear. I think some people do want to hear about it. This is big news. By the way, I just realized I was supposed to switch the uh, the graphic. I've, we're still in front of the performance center, but let me see if I can do this. Hold on, hold on. Let's see. We're leaving the Three, performance center. Two, one. There we go. Hey, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Daily's place. We're at AEW marks in like Stop two seconds. Skip. <laughs> and if Vince McMahon wanted, he could get rid of AEW like that. You know? Hey. <laughs> just, we're back and forth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll use both. We'll use both we'll backdrops depending on what we talk about, right? So, um, yeah, let's let's get into it. Um, so, Russ, I like this cop. Thank you, Wrestling in the Dark. He says, "Bro, watching a match with you uh, would be hilarious. I always love the idea of a comic comedy character or um, of a blind commentator. I think well, we we do. <laughs> unfortunately, the gimmick of blind commentator has been stolen already. Because if you pay attention to Knockout Wrestling." Uh, one Brandon Love has no idea what's going on half the time. <laughs> you know, look, I don't have my notes in front of me. I, I thought so, I had my notes, the dual screen action. So Mason, just so you know, that's wrestling in the dark. Mason, if you uh, want to hear what a blind commentator sounds like, for, for, please hit the playlist. 
uh, us commentating knockout wrestling. But let's get into this again. We're gonna. This is gonna be a short episode. I I, I alluded to it on social medias. Uh, we are gonna be a part of the AEW Media Blast today. Not the Media Blast, but the the media call uh, with Cody Rhodes uh, or Cody, I should say. Uh, where he's going to be discussing double or nothing. So we're going to have to go by one because that's when that call is. So a little bit shorter of an episode today, but all for a good reason. Keep uh, pay attention to our social media. Keep I'll keep you posted on any uh, new information regarding AEW uh, that Cody gives out. And then let me know. Also, hit, hit us in the comments right now. Um, hit us. In the- <laughs> yes, I see what you're laughing at. So hit us up in the comments right now if you have a question. Uh, that you would like us to ask Cody. I can't promise that I'll ask it. I'll try to ask it, but there's going to be a lot of us on, on this call. Uh, Brandon's going to be asleep. It's it's all good. It's all yeah. good. Um, I'm definitely going to ask Cody about Lexi's OnlyFans. So we'll see. Uh, comment of the episode. Brandon isn't blind, just brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny part is I didn't even realize that right above him, the comment says, there's a difference between being blind and brain dead. So two people <laughs> have completely... <laughs> Two people call you brain dead without even trying. <laughs> All right, but let's get the mood somber. I, I was almost trying yeah. to avoid this. I'm sure you could tell, but uh, I didn't realize, but my mood has been pretty shit since Monday. And, uh, you know, I think this is because we as human beings, uh, it doesn't matter if we know a person or not. Um, sometimes, you know, we are just hardwired to be affected by death. And, you know, even in the animal kingdom, when someone dies or, or things like that, you know, they're very affected by it emotionally, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, all week, almost like, why is my mood crap? And I kind of had to come to terms with why it was crap. Um, the reason is, um, you know, at Monday it was reported that, that uh, I guess, uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, Shad Gaspard um, had been caught in a riptide, his son as well. Um, you know, Shad Gaspard of Crime Time, if you don't remember who that is. Um his son was caught in a riptide. He was caught in a riptide as well as a group of other people. Uh, lifeguards rushed out. This was in uh, California. Uh, but lifeguards had rushed out. And um, in, in a very heroic sense, I mean, uh, they were going to, you know, obviously rescue, try to rescue Shad Gaspar, rescue his son. Uh, he told them specifically, you know, you know, rescue my son first. Take him first. And uh, as they took his son... Um, he was caught under a wave and that was pretty much the last anyone ever saw of him. Um, what really bothered me is, I mean, you know, social media is a hell of a thing, man. And it's funny how ego comes into play. And obviously you could see, you know, we have the, the K cup of the week that we do every week. Uh, I didn't feel it appropriate this week to be, uh, to even emphasize a fan because to me, the, the emphasis should be on Shad Gaspard and, and the hero that he was. Um, Basically saying to take his son first, he gets ripped away by that wave and uh, isn't seen for a couple days. And everyone's hoping and praying, everyone in the wrestling business, his wife's posting, you know, hopefully. But we all know, we all know where this was going. We were just hoping for the best, obviously. Uh, what really pissed me off, though, on social media is that I don't think I don't think that people understand. You know what? Respect is when it comes to stuff like this. Um, we all knew what probably happened to him. We all knew he probably drowned. We knew that. That's what everyone knew, including his wife and son. But for some reason, everyone was like, I don't understand why they're reporting that he's missing, that, uh, that only, he's, only that he's missing. And it's like, okay, guys, until he's officially found, whether it be alive on top of a buoy somewhere, or unfortunately passed away from drowning, you don't make the official call you know, to say that he's dead. That's a respect thing. And, and people didn't understand that. They were like, recipe Shad, you know, we, we, we all know what happened. I don't know why everyone's afraid to say it. And it's like, that's not it. People, I, I don't, I guess I'm not, I shouldn't have to teach respect to people, but I guess I have to say it. Um, unfortunately, um, what's today? Thursday. So it was a Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Um, he, his body was found. Um, it had washed ashore, uh, still wearing the same swim shorts, you know, matched his description. And, uh, yeah, really affected by that because Shad Gaspar was definitely one of those guys that um, I've never heard a bad word about him. 
one of those guys, man. Like you, you talk about, and, and you know, I there's a video that made me cry way before anything to do with his death, but uh, it was from WrestleMania 35, the video of uh, Shad Gaspard and MVP watching Kofi Kingston win the title and watch that representation, you know, first black WWE champion. And you see Shad Gaspard, like, look at MVP, and it's like, you know, they're trying not to be emotional, but, you know, they're very emotional. You know, he, he, Kofi won the big one. And, and that was always, like, a, a really cool moment to see how it affected Shad Gaspard. And, and, and if, if it's any solace, I'm, I'm glad he at least got to see that in his lifetime, you know? Mm. But, man, like, that's the way you go out, right? Like a, like a hero. Because can you imagine, like, if, he, if they, the lifeguards had gone for him and then his son got ripped away? Like, it's, he wouldn't have been able to live with himself. And here's a guy who, you know, reports of a couple years ago. Um, a couple years ago, there was an armed robber at a store, and he tackled him and <laughs> took him out. Yeah. Like, what a and G. Held him like, the police. what a yeah. fucking yeah, G. Like, crazy. And, you know, so it, when, when, when I say hero, uh, I, think, I think Shad Gaspard encompasses it in every uh, single, single word. You know, I again, I've never heard. And here's a guy, you know, I'm from Queens. This guy's from Brooklyn. So I always kind of took pride in like, this is just a New Yorker. He's still got that swag to him. But like, he's very, very well spoken, very well dressed, very well mannered. Like that, like Shad Gaspar to me encompasses like the best parts of New York to me. Mm. You know what I mean? We're always not so, <laughs> like, just put it this way. Shad Gaspar still had his, um, like his twang to him, his urban lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like the same thing in New York. Sometimes I'll, I'll say it like this. This is kind of what I'm trying to get at. Sometimes people hear New Yorkers talk and they think that they're a certain way. They think that they have a certain level of ignorance because we're not talking very, very uh, poignant or, or talking with proper words. We're talking in slang. Mm. And Shad Gaspard is definitely the perfect example of like, just because you got your slang, just because you got your style doesn't mean you're a stupid person. You know, he, I have nothing but good things to say about Shad Gaspard. Yeah. And, um, and just, yeah, I mean, you saw that the outpouring on social media, man, from everybody from, you know, The Rock to. The Rock, Batista made know, me cry. Every, yeah, I don't know, Batista, if, I don't yeah, know if anyone everybody. saw Batista stuff, but uh, Batista, you know why Batista always gets. Like, I, I started realizing that a lot of the reason why we identify with guys like The Rock and Batista, even though they're like six foot five, 300 pound monsters, is because even though they're, they're such big statured men, and Shad Gaspard was like this too, is like they, re they post real things and they talk about real things that affect them. And so when people let you in like that, you really identify with them. Um, and so like, you know, when Batista was like, you know, me and Shad never got along. And he didn't say it in, in a mean way. He just said, you know, I was always reserved and quiet and would sneak into a room. And when Shad would walk in, he'd want you to know he was there. And he, he was loud and boisterous. And, um, you know, he basically talked about the, the infectious energy when Shad Gaspart would walk in. And, and he would never want you in a bad mood and things like that. And he, he was getting choked up. So it's like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, they didn't run in the same circle. But obviously, Batista respected the man. And right. that goes a long way, you know, sometimes you don't got to like a person, but you, you respect them like, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole wrestling community, it was so sad. And I mean, it was so sad. Killer Cross and Tista, The Rock, you know, you got everybody from, uh, you know, all the all the NXT girls like I every every tweet was about Chad Gaspard and rightfully so. Um, but it was still it was, it, it's kind of one of those where it's like it's hard to get away from. So it's almost hard to keep. I don't want to say I was in a bad mood this week, but like I was already like not in the best of spirits. So this kind of just took me down and I'm sure you've all know, you all noticed on social media. I was not active. Uh, I was barely posting and I'm going to be blunt. There's people I get DMS like crazy, whether, you know, from a lot of things and, and a lot of people were <laughs> I'm just going to call it out right now. They're taking it personally. They're like, how come you don't read my messages? Stuff like that. And I'm like, eh. It's okay for me to not give a shit about anything else right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's okay for me to take a moment and be human and let this affect me and really absorb it. Because bluntly, uh, I am a father. And it affected me on a different level. I don't, you know, not to disparage anybody else's feelings, but, you know, anybody who's a father, you know, you imagine being caught in that riptide and you have to make a decision between your life and your child's life. 
I don't think there's a dad alive, a parent alive for that matter. I don't want to take away, you know, what a mom would do this 100%, you know. Save my child, don't save me. They they have they carry on my legacy. They got so much left to do in their life. Just take me. If if someone has to go take me now. And I would do that for my daughter in a heartbeat too. And uh that's why it really got to me. That's why it really really got to me. And, and you know, I'm not going to lie to you right now. Like I'm tearing up just thinking about it. Um but it's good. It's good to it's guys, I I stress that it's good to have these thoughts because you got to let yourself feel. Uh, it's never good to me to numb yourself to things like this, because if you numb yourself to things like this, you're going to miss out on the best part of yourself. Because to me, you can't be strong without vulnerability. It's ironic, but if you're always just acting like you're the shit or nothing affects you, then you're going to plateau in terms of your life. Um, so to me, you got it. Life is ebbs and flows. You got to come down a little bit with your emotions. Be be man enough to be affected by something like this, and uh, you know, just drink it in. But obviously, don't wallow in it too long. You know, next week I'll tell you. Like I'm gonna go back to being who I am, and I'm gonna remember. You know, the sacrifice that Shad Gaspard made, and and you know, watching videos of him, man, talk, looking at him at Gold's Gym. You know, there's a guy you want to emulate, man. He's talking about here's a legend. This, this is a person, this, and like people are like tearing up as he's talking about them. Mm. And he's just talking like, he just hypes everybody up. And again, it goes back to that New York mentality, man. Like I just saw it. Like he's, he was just talking about like, you know, you know, this guy, this kid, you don't remember this? This kid didn't want to meet anybody. This kid wanted to meet you. And the guy's looking at mm. him like, come on, man. No. And he's like, no, he didn't want to meet Babe Ruth. He didn't want to meet John Cena. He didn't want to meet this. He wanted to meet you, bro. And you made his life. And, and that's the type of people you need to keep around. And to me, that's, that's why he got taken so young, right? I don't know what you believe in, but to me, mm. that's why he got taken so young, right? You know, heaven needed someone like that, you know? Ugh, but hard topic, hard topic to talk about. Yes. And uh, <laughs> thank you for yeah. breaking, uh, for, for ruining the mood here, wrestling in the dark. Yeah. My girlfriend is playing Sims and the violin music playing underneath Kenny just going off on this speech is perfect. <laughs> 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 but anyway, Brad, I'll Kenny let you talk should, a little. Kenny needs to give motivational talks. I think, man, I, I, I think you're good at this. You know, you get an act for it. Got some quotes. I got, I got better. I got better. Up. That's not a motivational talk. That that one's well, me that, just being, well, yeah. just me being, just being real. real. Yeah. To me, if if it was a motivational talk, I I could be a little. I could do a motivational talk and just say it like yeah. that. I think I could do a lot better than that, though. Um. Yeah, strength and vulnerability. Good, yeah. Right. Jason's vulnerability, but uh, but I mean, Brandon, did, did this affect you in any way? Do you have human emotions? <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you a cyborg? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, no, I mean, obviously, it's just it's it's tragic. It's it, it's just crazy, you know. You're you're out swimming in the in the ocean, you know, having a good time with your kid, and then boom, next minute you're 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 sucked under. So you know, you you just gotta. I mean, how do you? How do you plan for something like that? You know, you, you try to stay safe as best you can, but, you know, freak accidents happen. Things happen, you know. Uh, it, it's tragic, but look, you, you see the life this guy led, you know. He's affected people in a positive way. You see that point of emotion, you know, he's he's a good father, and hopefully, you know, he's set up his family for the future. Uh, I, I, he definitely did. I can tell, like, he's the type that... You know, not to say he didn't look like he had a lot of money. He looked like he, he was just getting his feet wet and acting and things like that. But it looked like he didn't yeah. spend spend that money is, is what I mean to say. Like, he looked like yeah. he was very much about saving that money for his his wife and his and his child. And, you know, I hope that child, you know, and I hope this doesn't come across wrong. I, I actually thought about saying this since last night on the episode. And uh, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. And I, I hope I do it justice. But to me, that child, he's 10 years old, beautiful little kid. I hope he knows that for the rest of his life, not to ever disrespect his life and not to ever disrespect himself by doing drugs or doing this or doing that because of the sacrifice his father made for him to live his best life. And now I, I hope he knows like he has to live, you know, he has to live for himself and his father. His father's memory lives on within him. Yeah. And, um, it just reminds me of something stupid, but it's 
kind of what I'm, I'm trying to get at when I say I hope he remembers that. Um, my father was a smoker uh, when I, when I was younger. And I don't know why. I was like three years old. Like it, I, I can't even imagine because my daughter's three and I can't imagine her doing this or having the wherewithal to do this. You know, she seems so little. But I did this. And uh, my dad would come home and he'd, he'd be smoking cigarettes or whatever, you know. Not that he ever smoked around me. He kept it away from me. But I would go into his work pants and I would steal his cigarettes and I'd hide them in my toy box or I'd hide them somewhere. Like I knew they were bad. And eventually, mm. my dad literally said, I quit. He's like, I quit smoking because... I couldn't find a fucking cigarette. He goes, Kenny was hiding all my cigarettes everywhere, and I'm not going to be ever be mad at my little boy. You know, he's just trying to look out for me, so I quit. But mm. what I want to say there is my dad looked at me, and he goes, you know, in my adult life, he goes, I never want to see you smoke a cigarette because remember the sacrifice you made for me. Like, you did that for me. He goes, if I catch you smoking, you're, you're disrespecting me. Mm. And that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like, I hope, I hope he, you know, always remembers that positive influence, you know, his father had on him and what he did. Um, again, stupid example, but just for some reason reminded me on that. Um, you know, and, and, and that being said, as much as I say what I just said, it's like, I would never tell him that because I just, I just want that kid to be happy. You know what I mean? You know, because it, it can also lead to like, you know, if you feel like, oh, you got to live in your dad's shadow, it's could lead to some negative things as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that we got that well, out there. Yeah, we got that out there. But speaking of, you know, parenting and, and parenthood, uh, yeah. <laughs> this, is a little, this is a little different here, but uh, Tim Cornette. <laughs> made, huh. made some great statements uh concerning becky lynch I, I mean i don't know how people feel about this they got him a little heat uh i it's guess we'll jim say. I, I, this this is the one i usually like i'm like ah, i'm okay with jim Cornette, but like yeah. this one was too much man because it's like jim really? Cornette, yeah because jim Cornette doesn't understand man <laughs> like he's so damn chauvinistic like it was stupid it's like he's 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 playing he's playing a gimmick, right? He's just, he's just messing around a little uh, bit. I sure right? hope so. I sure hope so. But go ahead, read the comment, but, Brandon. He, uh, well, he he's got a couple ones. I guess uh, one of the ones that people were sort of hot about. I guess this one's just a little more inflammatory. Uh, I guess he's got one here. He's like, uh, you can't always be on top of wrestling business in a one million dollar a year spot or more. But you can, uh, it's got a brackets, have a baby. Uh, what is she? Uh, can she be at 30? It's like, uh, well, still, well, she's got many more years, you know, before the, <laughs> he says fucking easy bake oven gets shut off. She can have all those problems like descended stomachs, stretch marks, and, and hemorrhoids, and hormones problems, and mood swings, and all those other joys of motherhood later on when she ain't making millions of dollars a year. She's got plenty of time left. Left. And what would you do if your wife came home and said, instead of making a million dollars next year, I'm basically just a raging bitch for the next nine months and then give you more shit to worry about around the house? <laughs> well, goddamn, pal, how the fuck do you give up a million dollars? How do you give up a million dollars just to have a, a baby in your easy bake oven become a raging bitch for nine months? It's like, fuck, Cornette. Like, maybe if your balls had dropped your voice and you understood women a little bit more, then your voice wouldn't sound like that. But. <laughs> This <laughs> my thing is what the, where the fuck is Chip Cornette coming from? Like it's it's like it's like is he just trying to be a heel? Like is, are we yeah, at work? Uh, it's it's like that what's going on? But what the fuck is it? What the fuck is that comment? <laughs> Even if you're trying to be a heel, it's like it's like he's there's a reason why this guy's gotten fired from like every wrestling company he's ever worked for. <laughs> But it's like okay, Can it's like real, I, I guess bro. I guess my thing, right? Like this is uh, my take. When Jim Cornette talks about black people, uh, I can still sense pride and I can still sense respect. Even and he's making a silly joke when he talks about women. <laughs> what I sense is that he truly does not give a crap about a no. woman's feelings. I do. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, that's exactly what I detect. Like, he really feels like this about women. 
it's a subtlety, <laughs> but like it's like he just goes off. But but what what if you think about it from this angle? Uh, he he said uh, somewhere else. Uh, this is like one of the boys breaking his legs on purpose while he's on top. It's like you can control this. This is not a fucking injury. This could have been controlled. It's not like I don't ever want them to have children. But when both of you have top spots where you can make seven figures, you know, a year. Wait three years to have a baby, you know. Okay, so 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 you see that one, I can agree with. I can understand what he's saying, and we don't know. I don't think you know. For all we know, maybe they knew ahead of time. Yeah, WWE maybe they went right. Exactly. We don't know. WWE might have known that this was coming, or two, this might have been an accident. For as (laughs) we don't know. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not Becky Lynch's vagina or Seth Rollins' penis. I don't fucking know. All right, Cornette. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. Like, to me, it's like, at least he said it like that. But, like, the other one about the Easy Bake Oven or Raging Bitch, I'm like, it's too much. It's too much. And then, like, yeah, this, listen to this comment. This is 100% true to me. I don't even think he believes 25% of what he says. He just spouts it because he knows it's great clickbait. <laughs> it's clickbait. Uh, that's kind of why, like, I have a friend who, like, really likes Jim Cornette. And I was like, I was never really a big Jim Cornette fan. And that's kind of why it's like, he comes across like a carny to me. Like, he doesn't, you, you talk about The Rock and Batista and stuff coming across as, like, really organic. Like, Jim Cornette comes across like he's just always selling. Like, he's just always selling. It's like, you go, like, it, he, he doesn't have an off switch. <laughs> you know, but uh, anyway, I mean, I, those comments. Just, I mean, so, so I'm assuming you agree it's okay for her, you know, whether it was an accident or not, it's okay for her to, you know, go ahead and have a child, take time off if she needs. I mean, do you think that kind of puts the company in a bad situation or they put of all course. this behind? I mean, of course, of course, like, you know, but. Oh, boom, I got to go. Of course it does. Like, I mean, of course, you know, her getting pregnant and being gone and one of their top stars being gone is not ideal. But it's like one of those things where it's like you you're you got to be OK with it. This is just the way of life. Like pregnancy is not a a bad thing. You know what I mean? It, it happens. It happens. It's a joyous occasion. Like, well, I don't know. It shouldn't be viewed like an injury. You know what I mean? Like it's anyway, uh, you know, Cornette got what he wanted. People are talking about it. <laughs> Jim Cornette's, you know, he's the type of person he's like, as long as you're talking about me, you're good. Um, speaking, uh, let, let, let's get into some other topics real quick because we're already at about half an hour. We got 15 minutes. We got to jump on this AEW call. Um, let's also talk about the fact that Brandon uh, did everything in his power. I bought WWE 2K20. Um, I told Brandon, go download this. I won't tell you why. I, well, Brandon and I share games. It's as simple as that. But <laughs> I told Brandon, go download this free game since I bought it for seventeen ninety nine. by the way. It's on the PS4 <laughs> deluxe version. $90 yeah. uh, value, quote unquote, for $17. Fuck that game. That game sucks. Why, it, why? They're horrible. <laughs> but Brand, I tell Brandon, like, go download it. Go install it. Brandon's like, I mean, it'll get room on my hard drive. And here's Dude. the thing. I can look at all the games that Brandon has on his hard drive. <laughs> Brandon hasn't played half of these games in like six months. But Brandon has no quote-unquote room to install WWE 2K20. I'm telling you, bro. Brandon, when's the last time you played Monster Hunter? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just played that recently. It, it's good the last time you played Tekken 5? I got the expansion for it. Tekken 5. I actually had to take Tekken 5 off to make room for the other stuff i'm telling you they're making these games ridiculously large and the vanilla system like hard drive that comes with it can't handle it they're, they're making these games like 150 gig games it's just like i only got so much space now i gotta go get an external just to you know I, i'm telling you i'm still playing I'm sorry. Still anyway playing stuff that i've installed i'm sorry anyway brandon but um, look i got to play it we got to play it last night I mean, we did for some yeah. reason a one-on-one match between Lacey Evans and I don't even remember who it was. Uh, Tony Storm uh, uh, Tony was Storm, glitching yeah. out like crazy, but a six-man Hell in a Cell was fine. So WWE yeah, 2K20, you got weird. heat with me for how glitchy you are. You are more glitchy than Brandon watching AEW while trying to think about Lacey Pantera. But I will speaking say of say, the Tony Storm battle was was very good. They did a good job. <sighs> Yeah, Brandon, Brandon and I, they, Brandon was convinced that, that the reason the game was glitching was because they had uh, <laughs> they had been working on, on Tony Storm's derriere and getting it perfect yeah. for the game for six months and they then forgot it. that they needed yeah. to release the game. <laughs> He's convinced because yeah. it's perfect. Uh, but 
But anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of speaking of last night, AEW Dynamite, Brandon, uh, Arn Anderson and Jake Roberts, you had a nice little uh, uh, little Ransky, little Ransky about this about old school, that's right, old school man. promos. Is fantastic. I was getting, I was getting, I was getting, I was getting hyped, and I was telling, them, I was like, they just don't do it like they used to. I'm more hyped to watch these two old dudes go at it, but instead, I got to watch a guy with his goddamn hands in his pockets. I mean, what is this? It's crazy. I I don't understand. This here's here's my thing, guys. I would be so blunt with you. When Brandon's watching AEW Dynamite and he's ranting, it's ten times more entertaining than on the podcast. Cause he's literally looking at me. He's like, "What is it, man? This these old school guys that go in there, they rock the fucking house, they kill it, and these new guys can't even hold a damn candle to them." He's like, "What are they? What are these new guys doing?" And then Brandon comes to the podcast. He's like, "Yeah, they, uh, the the old guys are good." And uh, new guys really, you know, you know what I'm saying. You, you had to be at the moment. You had to be at the moment. At the moment, I was heated. This podcast is just going to be, be me talking live and then cutting to shots of Brandon <laughs> reacting to things during AEW Dynamite. Um, yeah, is, but, is it well, okay Brandon, if, if Art Anderson and Jake the Snake go at it? They have a little match ski? I, I, literally said, I literally said I'm coming after a, any AEW fan. That gives me shit because the, uh, people always say that, oh, well, AEW uses the legends in the proper role. And I was like, if they make Art Anderson and Jake, St- Jake the Snake Roberts wrestle, <laughs> nobody can tell me I'm a WWE mark or whatever because the AOR was like, oh, the WWE uses the legends in the wrong way. If AEW makes these guys wrestle, they're just as bad as WWE. <laughs> okay. Simple as that. But speaking of careers, oh, man, man, and, and um, yeah, you know, there's a wrestler whose career, I mean, uh, might be over. Um, on WWE backstage, Ember Moon was talking about her Achilles injury and how oh. she may not come back from it. And um, you know, the the consensus she had was like, I, I hate having so much, so many regrets. I have so much regret because you know, quite bluntly, she hasn't had a fucking storyline on the main roster. Hmm. And the only reason she got this injury, you know, we talk about last night. I was talking about talking about injuries happening for stupid things. Yeah, I mean, oh, freaking yeah. <laughs> Amber Moon <laughs> literally was flown in to do a WWE twenty four uh, WWE twenty four seven championship segment. Tripped mm. on like a, ruptured her Achilles just running, and that was it. Like for that little stupid segment, this is why this happened. Yeah. Um, and speaking of injuries, I've just. Ray Phoenix <laughs> jumping on to uh, all the casino battle ro- or casino ladder match <laughs> participants and just not getting all of it. Oh my god, Brandon and I literally <laughs> a little bit. Brandon and I literally going like literally just cringing because we were like, "Oh my god, he died." He hit and the floor pretty hard. He hit that floor pretty hard. We thought yeah. he was injured. And then if that wasn't bad enough, <laughs> they they hurt baby girl. My favorite AEW star, for no reason, for no reason, it's Chris Statlander and Sheeta versus Nyla Rose and uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker's sitting in the corner. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, she's a dentist if no one knows. She's sitting in the corner, and I don't know what the fuck spot they were going for. But But Sheeta and Statlander take Nyla Rose, and they just dump her. On to Britt Baker. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if Britt Baker was supposed to have her legs open more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like be hitting a split more so that, like, Nyla could come and, like, kick her in the face. But they literally just dump Nyla <laughs> onto Britt Baker's knee. Nyla, all bad. of 200 like, and something weight, pounds, yeah. onto Britt Baker's <laughs> knee. And instantaneously, I, I remember I looked at Brent and I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> Because I know she's supposed to face Statlander at double or nothing. And quite frankly, she's been the highlight of AEW Dynamite. And damn it, she retweeted me last week. Nice. That's right. Okay. I, I hope I hope it's all right. Hopefully it was just a little, you know, this is a silly spot that got, got out of hand. But hopefully hope it wasn't just like, you know, any just, damage. Like she can't damn. go. Yeah. In a couple of days. Because it's like, oh, that's, oh man. Ooh, man. Uh, it was bad, though. It looked bad. And then sure enough, she tagged out. And then she never got up again, and they they like escorted her out, and I was like, no, like this doesn't look good, especially since she's hitting her stride. Yeah. Me, it's like she's never really been a heel before, 
and now she's a heel and she's killing it. Like that's how yeah. this is how you be a heel. This is how this is like a 21st century heel because she's entertaining, but there's like no redeeming qualities about her whatsoever. But that's why you love her. You know, she reminds me of like a Kevin Owens, you know, like that, that like spontaneous, like can go with the flow kind of heel. And um, Alex Guerrero says, I honestly thought it was kayfabe and she was trying to get out of the match. No, you don't have 200 pounds slammed on your knee like that and kayfabe that because that shit looked like it hurt. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it like buckled the leg there. Right. <laughs> it, it definitely looked like. It. Like, yeah, it twisted the wrong way or something after that, too. It that it that looked painful. Uh, so, Dr. Britt Baker, I, I say this right now. If if her match is replaced, I'm not ordering double or nothing. If she's out, I'm, I'm not giving <laughs> AEW $50, damn it. Because I will not be in a good place for, to watch Brandon come over at midnight <laughs> to watch double or nothing and sleep. <laughs> First match in, 15 minutes in, she starts falling asleep. Uh, oh, man. Speaking of sleeping, they slept on Drew Gulag. Ah, they fired it's Drew God. Gulak. But so supposedly his contract was coming up, um, and they basically, you know, they they were got to start wrapping this up here, Brandon. But yeah. they, um, yeah, Drew Gulak apparently asked for a little pay bump because he was came in on cruiserweight money, and they instead let his contract run out and uh, basically released him. So he's ready to go. So he there's it's a possibility that he may be the, uh, the opponent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I got to use him one last time in 2K20. Yeah, Brandon didn't <laughs> use him in 2K20, but he was laughing the whole time. Uh, but let's get on, on one last final topic. Um, you know, the one of the main topics, at least, I wanted to talk about, which was um, the Dark Side of the Ring episode uh, with Owen Hart. Another thing I didn't realize was Tuesday, I was very morose, very, like, down. I uh, didn't realize why. I thought it was just the Shad Gaspard stuff. But in reality, what it was, was preparing myself to watch... Uh, dark side of the ring. Um, I got in touch with a lot of emotions that went on when Owen Hart died. And who am I? You know, the way I said it was, who am I? Just the fan. So I can't even imagine what his family went through and is going through. But um, I guess I was a bigger Owen Hart fan than I realized. You know, I was always a Bret Hart fan, so I thought, like, I hated Owen. But it's like one of those where it's like you hated him because you're such a good heel. In reality, you liked him. And... Um, yeah, just to hear, you know, I've always heard stories about how much of a river and how much Owen Hart cared about everybody. And then to just relive mm-hmm. that fall. And then when they showed the clip of, uh, you know, Kevin Dunn's like thought JR had the update and JR is like, no, I don't have the update. What's the update? And JR goes, well, Owen's dead and you're live in 10, 10 9 and he counts mm-hmm. him down. Like, how hard is that? So JR literally just had to act on emotion and say, oh, Owen Hart has died. And uh, when he said that, you know, I, I remember a vivid memory, like I was tweeting about it, and I had totally forgot about this. But, you know, I taped every WWE pay-per-view. I would tape it and keep the tapes. So I had, like, my own WWE network, you know? <laughs> I had, like, just tapes upon tapes. Um, and I had taped that that over-the-edge pay-per-view, and I still have it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but when that was announced, I remember the next day, obviously on Monday, I was tra- uh, before I went to school, I just watched that over and over and over again him saying own heart has died own heart has died here at over the edge you know and, and i remember just watching it as if you know anyone who's into psychology like what does this mean right but i kept watching it as if jr would say something different one time you know so i i found it really hard to believe that own heart had died in his prime you know and, and you know like i mean put in perspective you know owen was you know what like 39 as well you know what i mean like he's wasn't very old you know and it, it, owen hart was definitely in the prime of his career i think chris jericho really hit it best i mean i really have numbed myself to clips of owen hart and stuff like i almost don't want to talk about him because it was a really traumatic thing that happened at the end of his life but like it was this opened up the wound and i was able to like really address the fact that like i love owen hart matches he's one of the best in the ring performers ever and Chris Jericho said something that really pissed me off. And it was like, wow, I never thought about that. He goes, Owen Hart, he goes, as popular as Owen Hart was, you think about 1999. He goes, think about the guys that were there. No offense to any of the guys, but Owen Hart was the best in-ring worker there. He goes, if Mm -hmm. Owen had been alive just one more year, he'd have been able to wrestle Kurt Angle. And well, he did in a dark match, but you you know what he's saying. He's like, he'd have been able to wrestle Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero 
and Chris Benoit. And he goes, all of these wrestlers that finally came into WWE after Owen's death. And mm. then you go, oh my God, Owen would have been a megastar in the year 2000. Because he would have put on clinics. Chris Jericho didn't mention his name, but Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's humble enough not to say his name, but yeah, Chris Jericho would have come in and wrestled Owen Hart. Kurt Angle's like, come on, like, there were some really major wrestlers. Like, you imagine a feud between Owen Hart and Kurt Angle. Owen, the, the, the baby face. The black heart Owen Hart yeah. versus the shit, you know, the, the, the shit-eating grin of uh, Kurt Angle. Say your eyes, you know, all of that. Three eyes, yeah. But, you know, to hear, like, in his final moments... Owen's falling to his death. He's falling 50 feet. You ever been to an arena? You ever looked up at the scaffold? How high the top of that arena is? That's where he fell from. From a hook that was supposed to hold six pounds of pressure, but they wanted a quick release, cool entrance. Yeah, they got a cool entrance, all right. So Owen Hart didn't even do anything, and it released. It was meant for a boat, like a boat rig or something like that. Released, and on his way down... Mike, it was it Mike Kyoto was in the in there, and Owen's yelling, "Get out of the way!" Owen's dying. He's about to die. He's about to fall to his death, and he's worried about other people, as opposed to like trying to grasp at something or trying his best to you know live. No, he's worried about someone else's life. That's the type of man that Owen Hart was, and that's why I put him and Chad Gaspard on our. Uh, covers because to me nothing screams heroic more than an individual who's about to lose their life and all they care about is the life of another and in owen's case like you know it's not his son you know what i mean not you know not to take away from anything of shad gaspard but like all he was worried about he's like like i don't want to kill somebody else on the way down that was his thought process but man, it was heartbreaking to hear like you know things that we never heard before. You know the Owen getting wheeled past people and it was blue. Oh man! And people knew that he was gone, in that sense. And um, uh, Alex Guerrero, yeah, I don't have a list of questions, so let me know if you do. If you have a question for the AEW press conference, uh, please just shoot it to me either in the comments um, or uh, on DM me or something. Uh, but getting back to it, um, you know, I sometimes I get stuck in the WWE bubble, admittedly, and sometimes I, I support WWE, but like, man, it's it was hard hearing Martha Hart's stance on all of this because I was like, we, we've almost painted her as the devil. Like, how dare you not allow Owen into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> the Hall of Fame and yeah. then you start hearing like Oge, his son, and Athena, his daughter, and Martha Hart, his his wife, his widow. And you start going, man, maybe they have a reason because right when, when Owen, uh, when they sued the WWE, and mind you again, different sides, right? Martha Hart said, you know, they were trying to push it to Connecticut so that, you know, their, the puniency laws wouldn't come into play. Vince McMahon paints it as, or WWE, I shouldn't just say Vince, WWE paints it as, um, they, you know, Martha Hart was trying to get a uh, judge in her favor. And then it's like, you know, whose side are you on there but the the main thing is like when martha hart said no i don't want to put him in the hall of fame because i don't want to put him on a plaque and have them make money off his name this is a company to kill mm. him you know there is no he she was like there is no physical hall of fame you know he's not gonna get he's it's just they're just gonna parade his name around on a show it's like the way she said it, i was like wow she's kind of she's kind of mm. right she doesn't want wwe making money off of it and then Oge was like, you know, we have the Owen Hart Foundation. That's a much better way to honor his legacy. To, you know, this makes a difference in the community. A community that he cared about. This is how we honor his name. Not some Hall of Fame for Vince McMahon to make money. And it's like, man, when you say it like that, are they wrong? Are they wrong for not wanting to include yeah. him? Because we just look Does at it. it change at, your opinion on the Hall of Fame and general like when you think and, about it like that not even but it's like it changes my opinion on like does he need to be in the hall of fame because hmm. like we look at it from the hall of fame perspective like of course he's a hall of famer he belongs and in yeah. reality it's like it's just really just a cash grab you know but at the same time you know i get it i get the heart they were also talk about the heart family 
not really being on her side because they kind of looked at it as like maybe we'll do business with vince you know in a couple years you know we we got to keep good with the number one promoter Mm because they're a wrestling family it's like you say it like that it's like wow like maybe that's why the hart family didn't support her like that makes sense so I mean, there's a tough, there's a tough thing. I, you know, get get the tissues ready. I'll say it like that. If you go to watch it, uh, but I definitely think you should. Um, you know, Owen Hart was. That's why I put him and Chad on the covers. Better, better men than they ever were wrestlers, and they were great wrestlers. But their impact on on their community and the lives of others, um, that's what really matters. That's what really matters. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to leave on there. Um, just uh, it opened up my fandom of Owen Hart. If you if you want to watch one Owen Hart match, WrestleMania 10, Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Bret didn't have to do that for Owen, and he did. But it's it's the makings of a great storyline because remember the way it was. Just to recap this whole storyline, Lex Luger and Bret Hart had won the Royal Rumble uh, together. So both of them were going to get to face Yokozuna, but because that wasn't fair to Yokozuna to have to have two matches, what they did was they basically put, um, they did a coin toss. Lex Luger was facing um, Yokozuna first. So whoever won that match would face Bret Hart. So in other words, they would have two matches. Not fair for Bret Hart to only have one match. So they put Bret Hart in, a, in the opening match against his little brother, Owen. Owen was just a pawn piece. He had nothing to do with the championship. But here's the kicker in terms of the storyline. Owen Hart beat Bret Hart at the beginning of the, of the night. Yokozuna beats Lex Luger. And then Bret Hart ends up beating Yokozuna for the title at the end of the night. And the greatest shot in professional wrestling history, Owen just standing. And I don't think people explain this one correctly. Because they just say the little jealous brother or something. You really got to understand what the shot symbolizes. Owen's looking at Bret Hart and he's thinking to himself, I just beat this guy in the beginning of the night. And everyone's holding him on, on their shoulders and he's the champion of World Rest- the Royal Wrestling Federation. I beat him. And not only that, but like that's his big brother. Mm. And it was like a literal, literal, think about this. The spotlight is on Bret and Owen's in the shadows. Owen's in the shadow of Bret the Hitman Hart, literally looking at him like, what the fuck do I have to do to earn people's respect and get out of this man's shadow? I beat him tonight, and he's ending the night as world champion. Who can't feel that storyline? If you got a big brother or big sister, you know, you're a smaller sibling, who can't feel that storyline right there? Like, I'm just living in the shadow, no matter what the fuck I do. Great stuff. Great stuff, and 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 if you so if you have one Owen Hart match you need to watch, it's that one. All right, but with that, I think we need to jump on this call. We literally starts in one minute, <laughs> so guys, um, please hit that like button. Leave me a comment um, down below. I, de- I definitely wanted to hear everybody's thoughts on Shad Gaspard. What you know, m- maybe your favorite wrestling moment of Shad Gaspard, or or just how his death has affected you, and what you felt this week, if you know when when he was missing and and things like that but uh guys thank you so much have a good rest of your day we'll be back and next week with episode 82